Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Minute Maid's slushies are back at McDonald's. And if you'd like to thank me for that information, I'll gladly take a slushie. It's more than a drink. It's a McDonald's drink. Right now, treat yourself to a small Minute Maid slushie, like the new strawberry watermelon flavor for $1.59. Or try small McCafe frappes and smoothies for just two bucks. Price and participation may vary. Limited time only. Minute Maid is a trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. But I mean, so I had this crazy dream last night that I guess I was with Angela Bassett at this dinner, I guess, for Trump at, you know, this fancy restaurant. And we was all hugged up and stuff. And I guess showing a lot of, I guess, public displays of affection and all that. And people were looking at us and it was, it was kind of weird. And like, I haven't even, I don't even know where that came from. Normally, like you know, when you have a dream, it's maybe because you know someone that you uh, maybe you saw something on TV or whatever, or and it comes back to you in a dream. I mean, okay, yeah, I see plenty of Trump, but I haven't seen anything of Angela Bassett lately. I don't know why that came out. So, but it was it was weird. It was, um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I remember, man. But yeah, all right. Oh, so you uh, you ready? All right. <clears throat> On this episode, so the media have laid out their latest accusations on Justice Brett Kavanaugh. And we're here at Trend Chat, not really going to get too much into it. We're just going to give you a summary of the accusations on Kavanaugh from the media. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No, not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I am your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, it's all the same name at Trend Chat 247. And many times I've done that, I for some reason kind of forgot. I think I forgot one of them actually. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok, yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, appreciate you listening. We're here on TrendChat247.com as well as most popular podcast outlets. 
and we will always say for you to like share and subscribe so we can continue to grow this audience for trend chat so as i mentioned in the intro it's not when it comes to these accusations against um justice brett kavanaugh we we not even at one point when it came out we were tempted to play our interview with um, molly hemaway and uh, kira seravino about their book uh, justice on trial talking about you know the the whole ordeal with um with what happened during, last year with everything with uh justice brett kavanaugh and all the accusations back then and we were thinking about okay maybe we should go ahead and play that now because we you know we did that a couple of almost over a month ago but we were going to wait until i guess the week of the year anniversary of all that oh well when he got uh, confirmed and sworn in and so but we were going to just because of this news we were like well let's go ahead and um, release it now and then it fell apart so quickly we were like oh well we'll just wait so i guess we're telling you what's coming up in two weeks so so we'll have that interview with molly hemaway and kira Ciarino, um talking about their book but that's in two weeks so we're just going to hold off on that because, like I said, it just kind of <laughs> it came and went so fast. <laughs> and so, yeah, that, that, that's it as far as how like we're not even going to even get into it because it's really not even at this point, not even worth the um, the airspace to talk about. Um, I guess one one other thing, President Trump mentioned that uh, maybe he should <laughs> that he should sue Um uh, for all of this man but hey yeah if you do that i mean that'll be um a whole that'll be years of them just giving them free license to go through every every bit of his history now because then he'll you know then there'll be um it'd be a lawsuit and all that so yeah but that's on him if he want to but so I know another thing that uh, just came out recently um, was so there were pics, uh, pictures out there of um, uh, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in blackface, and this was uh, yesterday he issued a, an apology, and um, this was, you know, um, this was years ago and. Like I said, he gave an gave an apology, saying you know there was you know basically no excuse and and, and he's sorry, and you no, know, he's a liberal, so he'll be all right. I mean, yeah, he may may have to you know lay low for a while, but I mean, it's not like he's gonna lose a job or nothing. Uh, you know, not like if uh you know anybody that was considered a conservative or on the right of of any sort. Um, you know that person would be instantly canceled so but trudeau has um definitely played his part as being the uber progressive that he is up there in canada so i think he'll be okay they'll immediately be very quick to forgive him and you know as long as he um pay some penance doing something maybe he'll um you know i think he groveled enough 
for them, which is not much for them whenever a liberal is caught up in something like this. As long as he just says he's sorry and, and really looks like he mean it. Yeah, they will. Okay. I mean, they show no such grace to any sort, any, anybody that is a conservative Republican or anybody of, of that sort. Um, so, but that's, that's what it is. So, and yeah, so like I said, he'll, he'll be all right. Now we're broadcasting here in uh, Chicago <laughs> again. I'm, I don't know how many times we've been in Chicago when we're um, doing this podcast, but um, I, one, I just mentioned that just to make sure, you know, just to let you know where we're at um, as we're recording. And also, as I was driving through to pick up, uh, pick up my load to gold, uh, I was going to Ohio and back and forth. I've been doing that and and i noticed as i was driving through the pickup and i saw um all these people on the sidewalk picketing just you know with these signs and before i could even make out what the signs were i already i already knew what it was <laughs> because i've heard about the news that the um uh workers at gm are on strike um as of this recording i don't know what, where they're at now but at that time when I was driving through, I, I was like, I'm guessing that's a GM warehouse or some, <laughs> something about GM right there because I see all these people outside. And just to show, as soon as I got close enough, I saw, I saw the signs and, you know, the um, UAW out there. And and um, <laughs> as, as I'm passing through, like the emotion in me, Kind of like, you know, like little kids <laughs> want you to motion to honk the horn. I guess it, the show is support for, for what they're doing. And for one, I, well, one, I didn't. Two, I don't do that normally uh, a lot. Unless it's like kids. When I see like grown people doing it, it's kind of weird sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I do it sometimes, but it just, you know. But it wasn't about that really because um, when it comes to, uh, I guess, worker disputes and all that, like, I don't, I have no idea as far as what this, what is going on. And I know a lot of times you hear from conservatives and, and it seems like they're just instantly against unions, which I, you know, I'm not uh, automatically against unions. Unions are fine. What I have a problem with is, and if I was able to talk is, um, you know, especially in Illinois, I don't know if this is a right to work state or whatnot. I don't know. Um, and right to work, basically just, um, where, um, if you're a right to work state, then you're not required to join the union. Um, it, you know, it's something you have to opt in, which is what sounds like, you know, the fair, <laughs> um, idea. And so my thing is that I, I would want to know, well, first off, is everyone required to join the union? And if they say yes, that they're they, you know they're they're basically forced to join, even if they don't want to, they still their dues still um, are um, deducted from their paycheck. Then you know, our you know that's strike one <laughs> um, for me. One if someone's talking about that, if that's that's what they're doing in their state, and I don't know, like I said, I have no idea how what's going on with GM, the whole, I, the whole ordeal and whole, whatever the strike and all that. But, um, 
But yeah, that's one thing I'm against. I think a lot of conservatives are in particular are against this, you know, that in particular as far as um, requiring someone to join the union and giving them no out. Because even if they don't want to join, like I said, their union fees are um, automatically deducted, um, just like, you know, like taxes. And so um, that's what I'm um, I'm against because unions can uh, or union can be good, can be um, I'm definitely not in favor of public unions, you know, um, in, in particular, I guess if I'm picking one. Um, unions within uh, within government, I'm not as much of a fan of, but I could see make, I could see something, um, you know, like police unions or, or stuff like that. So it's more of a case by case basis. Even though it's it, it tends to be um, seen that you know conservatives are just against unions altogether, which is like I said, which is not the case. A lot of conservatives are, are in unions. Um, and a lot of times it's more the union leadership that is, um, more the problem where you find out because reason why, because you've, you've noticed a lot of unions tend to just, um, just, uh, support Democrats. You know, most of the, the money, that these unions get from their, you know, union dues are donated to Democrat candidates, even though a lot of the mem the members are not <laughs> or not Democrats. So that tends to be the one of the uh, big issues when it comes to unions, especially on the at the executive level level. So. <clears throat> so anyway, it just. um, I, I just noticed that as I was um, in Chicago. And like I said, I'm, I'm guessing this is across the country, just GM in general. Um, and I guess we'll see about that. Now, also, the flip side of that, as far as when I was talking about, as far as people being um, required to join the union, because um, there's another flip side of that where when it comes to negotiations for, you know, what is benefits or pay or whatever. If if you don't join the union and the union negotiates a better, you know, benefits package or a better pay raise and, you know, if they get all of that, if you don't join the union, I will say you shouldn't receive any of that. You have to negotiate your own rate, put it that way. So that will be the, I guess. I guess that'd be kind of the pros and cons of it. So the pro of it, it, you know, if you feel like you don't want to join the union, because like I mentioned, maybe because of the leadership and what they do with the dues and for us donating the Democrat candidates. So you would like that choice to not join the union because that, but the con would be that you would have to negotiate your own um, pay, you know, pay package and benefits and all that. Because, if um if you're not going to join the union, you shouldn't receive the benefits of whatever that they negotiate, whether good or bad. So, but you know, uh, that's just I guess my general idea. <laughs> no pun intended, but yeah, general motives my general idea. But uh, yeah, 
that's kind of my idea when it comes to um, come to unions. Now, I haven't even mentioned who we have on <laughs> on this episode, and here we are, fifteen minutes in. So, we're gonna have not your average gun girls, which is actually the name of this episode, because that's I'm just gonna keep it simple. So, we're gonna have Amy Robbins and Emily Valentine with us to talk about their podcast and also their you know uh, indiv- individual ventures as far as for Amy is a Alexo Athletica and Emily will style me tactical. So we're going to talk about that. And also um, in the interview, Amy mentioned, uh, mentioned a couple of things as far as what's new. And at that time when we recorded, it wasn't released. So we're going to actually have that announcement after the interview. So yeah, that's coming up soon in this episode. But first off, just want to say, uh, uh, well, first off, I want to mention, no, I don't want to mention this first. I want to mention this after that, um, after the interview. But odgapparel.com, check them out. It's great quality Christian apparel and accessories. It's not just shirts and not just, and you know, and whatnot. It's mugs and all, and ties and socks. I have um have a couple of their socks as well. And yeah. Also it's getting close to fall. Well is it fall? But anyway, you can get hoodies and all that. And you know, stop you know, stop being dead shirt, which I wore on the chat right the show. Check it out, you can see it there. Or um or um God is not my co pilot, which when someone first reads that you you know tends to want to ask you know oh god is not your co-pilot and which i will respond because he is the pilot because he is sovereign overall so but yeah check them out at odgapparel.com and you can get 10 percent off if you put in the code trendchat 10 so and talking about these codes i actually have a new code for one of our um you know one of our podcast partners so we will get to that later on but before that, let's uh, hear a word from our friends from the Founder Project, and we'll be back in a second. Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's civics education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our educational meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. Hey, everybody. It is Chad Prather, host of the Chad Prather Show. You are listening to Trend Chat with my man, Brian Bledsoe. Come on with it. If you have never heard of a singer, pop, I guess, I, I, I don't know, I guess, you know, celebrity, Sam Smith. Um, if you haven't heard of him or if you have, you know, look him up. But um, um, he's he's made some, I, I, 
I like the music somewhat. I mean, it's it's catchy. So, but anyway, um, he, uh, well, I was gonna say he came out. I mean, he he's already came out as as being um uh being gay but that that's not what this is about because he also i guess came out again in a way of of saying that um he want to go by the pronouns of they them um the, you know because he he want to i guess now he's announcing that he's non-binary meaning that he's neither male or female and okay and so he want to go by the pronouns they and them which okay he's not the first one to, to to start this there have been plenty of people out there that uh um been using all sorts of different pronouns so even you know even just the, you know the the regular pronouns we've been using for hundreds and thousands of years whether you know he him she her and all that so but now people on twitter want to specify to make sure you know i want to be no known as he him that's th those are my pronouns and so but there's been other people who want to be considered non-binary to have their pronouns to be they and them so this is not not particularly new but i think sam smith is probably the most prominent person to make this announcement i guess and so from that people on social media has been basically kind of one <laughs> kind of being the i guess in a in the way of far as language goes in proper english <laughs> or making the point now look this is this is coming from someone who i am not a, a english scholar at, at, by no means <laughs> so but also it is it seems quite obvious when you talk about they them they means multiple people at i mean on the basic level that they mean and you're talking about one or two people i mean two people at least they those two <laughs> but um like i said i'm not gonna get too much into it but that's just the basics right there right but Leave it to Miriam Webster to come in. <coughs> Leave it to Miriam Webster to come to the rescue and basically, you know, legitimize the, uh, the left's definition of they. Now, what they're doing is also n not new either because. It's not like this is not the first time where they have, um, I mean, where when it comes to a particular word that is being used in, um, I guess on a widespread level and basically being normalized. And so, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, bling bling <laughs> was put in a dictionary because it was, you know, in a rap song and everyone knew and it was that and, you know, they decided to put in, in the dictionary just be, just because. And so now I, I'm guessing because of this news and it, it got so much um, attention. So Miriam Webster came out <laughs> to um 
to say that uh, now they is also in the dictionary <clears throat> to also describe for you know for non-binary you know people to use for their pronouns. So, like I said, so they just came in and made sure to <clears throat> make sure the you know the the save the day for people that are basically wanting to use proper English. And when they mentioned as far as um, to use they, <clears throat> they even came up with a blog. <clears throat> this is wow. This I think this is the first time I ever feel like I. Like I'm about to have to got something in my throat or something. Anyway, <laughs> feel like I, maybe I should have been a professional and got that fixed or something before I started. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, so in the in the blog um, that they wanted to basically explain why they added um, the non-binary option to use they as a pronoun. They, um, here's a little bit of that blog, basically just mentioning about their criteria, which <laughs> after reading it now, it just, yeah. Okay. I'm just going to read it. So all new words and meanings that we enter in our dictionaries meet three criteria, meaningful use, uh, sustained use and widespread use. So non-binary day has a clear meaning. It's found in published texts, in transcript, and in general discourse. And its use can be steadily growing. Oh, and its use has been steadily growing over the past decades. English speakers are encountering non-binary day in social media profiles and in pronoun stickers applied to conference badges. There is no doubt that this is an established member of the English language, which means it belongs in Web uh, in Merriam-Webster's dictionaries. So, their criteria basically <laughs> means that words don't really matter because if you can have something like this, where you can basically just change how you can use the you know they. But because it is used, you know, in general discourse, whether it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's kind of like it's one thing where I'm thinking about because one um, one word that comes up a lot is, you know, racism and something I've mentioned before where you have people, especially in, in um, you know, in academia that wants to add the power aspect to racism where if, if you are so basically to make it seem where if you are a minority, then you can't be racist because you don't have the, it goes back to the whole, you know, the notion of institutionalized racism and whatnot. So, People, uh, people that want to basically uh, uh, absolve any minority from having hatred towards another race of people. It to put all all of that on the whoever the majority is. 
and which is not true because and whenever you say that then someone wants to bring up the definition of racism and when you look that up now Miriam Webster still has racism being what it's always been you know the um, a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capacities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. <clears throat> they That's all they have. I mean, they have um, uh, a couple other definitions, but all kind of the same. So they kept it, they, you know, still quite simple. <clears throat> but if you look up on their website, they turn around and kind of, you know, make it seem like it really doesn't matter because if you look it up on their website and at the bottom of it, well, after the definition, they'll say something like, so yeah, on, um, on their page, dictionaries are often treated as the final arbiter in arguments over a word's meaning, but that's not all way. That's what, but they are not always well suited to uh, for settling disputes. <laughs> so, and so, if that's the case, then what does it matter? I, it, it basically make make words don't matter because words can mean whatever they mean to whatever however someone feels about the word because that's what they're um, saying in this um, on their page. So, like at the end of it, it will say, when discussing the concepts like racism, therefore, it is prudent to recognize that quoting from a dictionary is unlikely to either mollify or persuade the person with whom one is arguing. Because, it, I mean, now it's just all about how you feel about the word. So, because people have been feeling that this particular word for I don't know how long, they, they feel like, well, it's only racist if people, are, um, if the majority has power. And like I said, want to add the power as aspect to this definition of racism because they feel that way. Then it's just automatically justified and it, it, it should be considered, you know, I guess their truth, which like in that sense, then nothing means nothing means nothing. <laughs> no words can have any absolute no universal definition if, if that if that's the case if that's how we're going to go with it oh i'm so want to hear some inside scoop if your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are you gotta check out kohl's i got my daughters the cutest so tops for under 18 bucks jansport backpacks for 25 percent off and 30 percent off levi's jeans for me I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. So, so I can see now if someone wants to use the dictionary term, then they're like, well, that's not how it feels to me. That doesn't matter. But now you have these institutions like mirror and Webster out here basically saying that they're right. So what's the point of a dictionary? You could just write a whole bunch of gibberish 
and said, no, I meant, I meant to, to be this, to, to say this, but that's, but you said that, whatever that gibberish is, but that's not what it meant. That's, that's not how I felt about it. You know, I, I, oh, I, I would, I would like to see a college student try to take this, you know, to the extreme and just, like I said, just write a whole bunch of gibberish and then turn it in. And the professor was like, well, none of this makes sense. And then, and then the, the student would say, no, this is what I, how I felt. And this is what I meant. And just write out something completely different and said, now that, that's what I was talking about. But that's not what you wrote. You, you wrote all of this gibberish hieroglyphics, whatever on this, on this, you know, essay. So, but that's how I felt. And I can just, oh, oh, that would just, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if someone would have, the, <laughs> will have the time and the courage to actually do that. But yeah, I mean, this is coming from the people who want to make the constitution say whatever it, whatever they want it to say. To the point, uh, I mean, they don't even want to follow the Constitution at all. They just want to get rid of it. Because <laughs> um, at first it was just like, well, the it's a, a a living, breathing document, so it's um it's to evolve and and you know it means um it basically just means whatever we want want it to mean. And and so with um, you know people like the people at Merriam Webster now so yeah it's oh it's um oh well I mean we yeah we just we're just devolving into madness <laughs> just it, it is just it's a, it's a crazy world it really is but um we're gonna. Um, get to our interview with um with the amy robbins and emily valentine and so after a word from politichicks we'll go right into our <clears throat> right into our interview as subtle as a sledgehammer this is trend chat hello this is brian bledsoe host of trend chat also, contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Hello, this is Trend Chat, and we are very pleased to have a returning guest and also a first-time guest. But we're having them together. It's not your average gun girls. It's Amy Robbins and, and Emily Valentine. How are you doing? I liked the sound of that, Em. I did, too. I it's thought that was... I, I don't really feel like we get to be on, like, this side that often, so it's kind of nice. We don't, and I kind of like that first time together. Yeah. Oh, yes, gun girls. it is. I love it, yeah. You know, it's really funny, Brian, because we... Um, the, the, when we came up with our name of our <laughs> podcast, you know, I think some people like had this misconception of yeah. what we were do, trying to do, what we were trying to accomplish, and we actually were trying to make it very inclusive yep, to exactly. so many people because when both of us got into this, the whole gun world, 
we didn't feel like there was anyone that we could relate mm-hmm. to. You know, we didn't, I didn't have a military background. No. I was definitely not a hunter, and I was definitely not a competitive shooter. No, not at all, right? You know, I was like, I, so I guess that if that's the average gun girl, I am definitely not your average right. gun girl, because I don't know. So, and well, come luckily, to find like, out. We found each other, uh-huh, and then we other. have found more and more women mm-hmm. who are relatable and just like us and who are not your average gun girl and we all share that common theme of wanting to protect our second amendment and know how to defend ourselves. Yeah, I know you have found a lot of non-average gun girls here at this conference which has been so much fun. Mm -hmm. Now, as a one of your male listeners, so I'm very supportive and wanting to, you know, listen and also watch now. Thank so, you, thank you. So, and notice that you're well. The podcast is now on Oplens. Is that correct? Yeah. So it's on two different platforms. We are still with the Concealed Carry Network on the audio side, where you can find us on Emily. Tell us all the, uh, all the places: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, iTunes, iTunes. Yeah, all the, like, wherever you listen to your podcast, whatever apps you use, you can find us there. And then now we are with Ops Lens TV for the visual aspect of it. So you can listen to us while you're on your commute through whatever podcast. Or if you feel like giving us a watch, which we love, hop on over to OpsLensMedia.com. They also have an app that you can uh, watch us. We'll, oftentimes we'll Skype in our guests or we'll have them in studio. So it's it's a fun change up and we've got so many more plans for where we want to take the show so right. we're, we're super excited about that and, and it's just going to be a, a slow and steady growth for that so I think it's going to, it's it's an awesome opportunity that we're so I love our for. set, I, I want to just like live in yes, our living room like looking set yeah. mm, I want that as my office and everything, the only the only downside is now we actually have to like fix our hair and do our makeup yeah. and get dressed Whereas when the we get struggle our, is real the struggle is real, Brian, <laughs> yes <laughs> so I know you were saying as far as wanting to I guess have more plans for the podcast. I mean, can you reveal some of it? Can we get an exclusive of it? Uh, loose, okay, loose, pl- yeah, <laughs> loose plans. We don't want to give it all away because, like, we like to keep our keep our listeners like on yes. their toes. But you know, we kind of keep everything to like interviews right now. But we want to branch out, and we're going to start doing maybe some other segments. But we're not going to release what those segments are. But it's it's going to be a nice, bigger expanded show yep like kind of what you would come to expect from a tv show yeah you know a little different than a podcast but yeah so we're excited so stay tuned yeah so emily we haven't had you on before so but we know it's a style me tactical is that correct so so tell us about that sure it's a lifestyle blog that is um i created that as a way to empower women to think about their personal safety uh by encouraging them to think about you know what they would do to defend themselves how they would defend themselves and most importantly how they can defend themselves without sacrificing their style and that was something that was really important to me when i got into the firearms world you know my story started with my husband wanting to get a gun for home defense and I was not opposed to that but at that time I went out and was like looking for some information that I could relate to and that I could watch and be like okay yeah I can do this and it just wasn't out there so I had decided I'm going to write I'm going to just start blogging about my own journey and maybe I can inspire and help other women and through that um, I have met so many great women and now I do a lot of concealed carry tips and tricks and just trying to like promote the personal safety aspect and empower women to 
to know that like you can defend yourself and you don't have to give up your skinny jeans and heels because I'm not going to do it. So. <laughs> All right. And, and the Rag and Bone tactical belt. <laughs> We're still trying to convince Rag and Bone to actually make a tactical belt, even though Emily uses hers as a tactical belt all the time. Mm-hmm. And Amy, what is new with Alexo Athletica? We have so many new things coming down the pipeline. Um, as soon as I get ready to announce it, I will give you a call and let you know. But we've got something really big coming up in the fall. I can't tell you guys yet what that is, but just be on the lookout for new lines, new products. We're, we really saw that we have a very diverse group um, of women that follow Alexo, very diverse needs. So with those diverse needs, we wanted to start expanding our line and making new products that would fit all of their lifestyles. So without sacrificing function on some level, we know that we wanted to give other people options. Um, so while at the core, our mission will always be supporting the Second Amendment, we know that Second Amendment gives women the right to choose how they want to protect and defend themselves. So not every woman carries a firearm. So some in the future, if you see some things that you can't necessarily carry a firearm in, we're still going to be promoting your right to carry mace, carry a taser, carry a pocket knife, carry your phone, carry things that can help you be situationally aware and prepared to defend and protect yourself. Um, and also, you're just when you when you buy Alexo, you a, are instantly a part of a community. Um, you're you're part of Team Alexo, which feels like it's it's our family, and you're supporting a business that's never going to back down from supporting your rights. And I think right now we're starting to see this trend, especially in the fashion community, um, beauty industry. You're seeing people speak out against traditional American values, speak out against the Second Amendment, and you know it, it helps. It's just so great that we have a loyal base that wants to support us while we are in turn supporting your rights and will never back down from doing that. Now, I think the first time we met was at the Young Women's Leadership Summit two years ago. Was that what it um, did? Yeah, 2017, yeah, where we both yeah. attended that, right. actually. Yeah. I think I was with Antonia. We were doing some stuff with Empowered, yep. and um, which that organization is just killing it right now, too. But I do, yeah, she introduced us together. Yep. Yeah, and um, so we're here at the Young Women's Leadership Summit now, here in 2019. And so, I guess, ex- I guess express the... Atmosphere here, and what you getting from the event so far? You go first. Uh, I, I'm kind of left a little bit speechless because I'm in awe of the women and the young ladies that we're seeing, and just the like how poised and classy, educated, and how they are just they have this community together, and they're learning from each other. And what I love the most is that. I think some of the things that Amy and I talk about, or, you know, one of our main missions is is about empowering women to be self-reliant and think about personal safety. And of all the women that we spoke to, like, we didn't have to bring that up. That was conversation that they were bringing up on their own. And it's so encouraging to hear that they are thinking about that, about personal safety. They are thinking about sort of, like, having that mindset. And I'm just like, wow, this is... This is awesome. This is right. this is this is the younger generation, and these women who are here are going to help build and uplift and kind of spread that message. And it's just well, because the entire celebration here this weekend is about celebrating freedom. Yeah. And those of us who do start to take our personal safety and responsibility serious is because we understand that that is a freedom that we have in this country. And so I think that's a recurring theme this weekend is freedom. 
you know, it's freedom to express um, our, our belief in God. It's freedom to express our belief and our love for this country, for the Constitution. And I love seeing that energy because Emily is so right. There's been just so much class and um, everyone is so put together here yes. <laughs> and they're respectful and I've heard, I sat down I mean, many places around this hotel this weekend and I've heard good dialogue and discussion of opposing views and you know not everyone that's here at this conservative convention agrees on 100% of the issues but what I've been able to hear is them sit down and actually debate have civilized debate again and do it in a respectful way and then guess what they usually give each other a hug and they go on their merry way we're not seeing people scream and yell and fight and um, a lot of women here that are here especially some of the influencers have had some really terrible things happen to them and there, there, there's some strength in numbers, is what yeah. we're seeing. So, you know, just because I want to, I want to tell people, just because you may be, you know, going through some persecution because of your beliefs, wherever you're at right now, you're not alone, and there is strength. So, Turning Point is bringing all these people together and giving them a home, providing them with the community to go and find that support that they need, so that they don't have to think that they're alone and expressing their values and their beliefs anymore. So, if um. People want to find either of you on social media, Not Your Average Gun Girls, Style Me Tactical, Electrical, yeah, I I know. I'm all over the place. (laughs) Where would they go for all of that? (laughs) The best place is going to be Instagram, Mm -hmm. and you can get, um, you can find myself, Emily, at Style Me Tactical on Instagram. You can also find uh, my blog, StyleMeTactical.com, and then for our show, at Not Your Average Gun Girls on Instagram, you know, pretty simple. Um, That's kind of where we promote most of our stuff, and then, of course, um, to watch the show and listen you know we said podcast and then Opsland's media would yeah. be great yeah absolutely and I would say definitely um, come follow us uh, at Alexa Athletica on Instagram that's where it's all happening that's really where the bulk of our community is hanging out chatting with each other that's where we let everybody know about our new product releases and you definitely want to make sure you're following us because our new products sell out really quickly and so there's a lot of excitement going on on Instagram but of course our website is alexoathletica.com and I've got a personal Instagram the Amy Robbins which you'll get some different content every now and then um, on there I've been a little busy lately to really run that page but uh, yeah those are our main that's our main form of communication is through that and if you go to our website you can actually sign up you can sign up for your newsletter yeah. too sign, go to both of our websites TommyTactical.com AlexaAthletica.com and sign up for our e- our newsletters we don't send annoying emails <laughs> right. we don't spam and flood your mailbox with like annoying stuff it's like good content and it's, it's discounts on things you get the first opportunity to shop when new products come out it's usually at a discounted rate even before we open it up to the public so I make you that promise that we will not send you I will not send you annoying newsletters so it pays to be on our newsletter list it pays to be on Emily's newsletter list so go sign up alright well thank you so much for your time thank you so much <laughs> yep and thanks to Amy and Emily for joining us so as I mentioned before um, this was recorded uh, a couple of months ago and this was before um I guess the one of the things uh, Amy was talking about as, as far as um, what was new coming up for Alexo, but now that is uh, has come out, and so we're just gonna play the, uh, an announcement of it so you can get an idea of, of what's new with Alexo. So here we are. 
We're two years into this, and we started by launching a collection of signature carrywear line that was packed with pockets and the ability for women to carry self-defense tools on their body, including the ability to carry a firearm. Well, as we grew, our team quickly realized that we have a really diverse client base, and we wanted to meet the diverse needs of our clients. Not every single one of them had a need for all of that storage space, and not all of them wanted to carry a firearm. So they wanted pockets, just with a different purpose. So our solution? Well, here we are, and we are launching a brand new line called Carry Wear Light. Still has storage space, just fewer pockets, and without the holsters. So to help us do that, we wanted to partner with a really strong advocate for women's rights to defend themselves, and that's exactly what we did with this new line, Freedom. I think there are a lot of young girls out there that don't really feel like they have a brand that represents their freedom. They don't feel like they have a brand that represents their rights. It's kind of been taken over by a certain group of people, and I wanted my fans, my followers, my friends to have a line that they could wear and feel proud to be an American, feel proud of freedom, proud of the country that they live in, and that's really what this line represents beyond just being a fun, sporty line. I think it's young people that are saying, I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. It's not just a pair of leggings and a sports bra. This is bigger. This is saying that somebody like me has a place in this industry, whereas we might often be locked out of it. That's what Alexo is. That's what Freedom by Tommy Laren is. It's a community. It's a friendship. It's a following of people that want to wear something and support also being able to get into an area where people tell us we shouldn't be able to get into. So Alexo is a brand that I've supported for a long time just on my own because I believe in that message. I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in freedom. Now my line doesn't have a gun holster in it and that was important to me also because I believe that there are a lot of young people out there that really aren't ready to have a gun holster in their pants but they like the idea behind it. They like the messaging behind it. They believe in the Second Amendment and they want to wear something from a company and a person like me that really do represent that because whether or not they're going to put a gun in it whether or not they're going to put their phone in it, it really doesn't matter. It's about freedom. It's about the Bill of Rights. It's about constitutional freedoms. That's what this whole line is about. That's what Alexa was about. And so I've been a supporter of this brand for a long time for that reason. Hey, I'm Amy Robbins. And I'm Emily Valentine. And we are not, not your, your average gun, gun girls. girls. And you're listening to Trend Chat with Brian Bledsoe. Trend Chat. Yep, and thanks to Amy and Emily for joining us. And also with that, you know, announcement, um, it's um, the Freedom Collection from Alexo Athletica. So, and that's been out for a little over a, a month now. And so, so yeah, so it's the Freedom Collection um, by Tommy Laren. So, um, check them out at uh, Alexo Athletica and also don't forget to check out Emily's at Style Me Tactical so yeah, uh, like I said again just thanks to for them for joining us and so I know one thing <laughs> I guess people maybe have noticed is that we are playing a lot of interviews <laughs> from a couple of months ago and that was the last uh, of, of all the interviews we did at the Young Women's Leadership Summit um, in June actually and so we, I, I never thought it was going to take this long, but I got so many interviews and I thought I was just like going to play them all in the next couple of weeks after the event. And then 
circumstances and all what happened. And so we had to hold off on, on, um, on a lot. And so, but that is, um, that was all of those, uh, of the interviews that we did there. So we'll, um, I guess have something, um, a little more, um, uh, current as far as whatever our, um, um, our next couple of interviews will be. But I just want to, um, I guess I want to get to this one other story because, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm just going to get to it right quick before, because it, it is another thing that kind of has really got, um, really ticked me off in a way because so in, in Atlanta or Conyers, uh, outside Atlanta, um, a homeowner, uh, fatally shoot, um, shoots three mass teens, um, who, you know, were trying to rob them. It was a attempted robbery and okay. You know, someone trying to break into your house or, or whatnot. And, um, you, use your right to self-defense and now mind you this was at four you know, four a.m so it was also it's not like it was in the middle of the day or anything like that not that it matters but still um this was early early in the morning and this homeowner shot these uh, well at that time i don't know if he knew they were teens or whatever he was just shooting someone that was um coming in his house and trying to rob him and so unfortunately all three died from um from what i'm reading and that's you know that is sad to that um to have that happen but um the the most frustrating part of all this is that the people i guess you know friends and family of um these teens or at least one of them they came out i guess pretty much the next day and basically what was saying that the homeowner didn't have to kill him didn't have to shoot him and basically making it seem that the person who protected their property was their fault like it's in nothing that from these fam, um, the, you know, these family members or friends or whatnot, which I mean, yeah, obviously we try to look for the best in our family at least and put them in the most positive light, but still to go so far and to make it seem like <laughs> try to make, make them look like the victim for, for coming in someone else's house and paying the consequences for that. And so now they're just trying to focus, you know, well, he didn't have to kill him. That's one thing that they mentioned or um, saying that it was overkill. So because you have one of them say, you know, that's not how it's supposed to go. I understand one shot to stop the people, the victims or whatever, but to aggressively shoot these little teens that's overkill. That's too much to handle. That's what one of them, one of them said. So. That's not how it's supposed to go. Like how how was it supposed to go? Well, it they were supposed to be successful in robbing them, or okay, they encounters the homeowner, whoever it is, and they you know fire off one shot and they just take off. Okay, oh well, we didn't we didn't rob this house. Let's go to the next house. They don't have 
you know, any, <laughs> any protection. Let's just do that. That's how it's supposed to go, I guess. And so, and then, then you have others that's making it seem like, you know, uh, uh you know, he was a church boy or whatever, or what, <laughs> I mean, like one of the teens that, that they talking about, at least saying like, he was a nice dude. He would have, um, he would have given you uh, anything, you know, if he would ask, I mean, if that's the case, uh, probably cause he stole it. But if he's, I'm just saying, I mean, but see the reason why this is kind of really, um, I guess grinding my gears in a way is, um, like this is the type of emotional manipulation that people are going to be, the general public is going to be persuaded to give up their right to self-defense because you're going to have something like this where the criminal's family are going to be made out to look sympathetic, you know, making and making the person who rightfully defended their property to look like the bad guy, you know, just because their little hooligan cousins or whatever uh, tried and fatally failed at stealing someone's property. And then we'll turn around and act like they the victim. I mean, the, the, the mentality of victimhood in this world, I'm, it's it just, it's just mad. It's, it's maddening. I mean, <laughs> to the point where I'm just, yeah. Oh, uh, but, um, I mean, again, like they're just trying to sugarcoat how these perpetrators, as far as making them seem like, like I said, he was a, he was a nice dude and all that. And, <clears throat> That's how it's being framed. And basically the homeowner in this story is made to look like he is, he or she was, is, is in the wrong for exercising their right to self-defense, to protecting their property. I mean, and you know, this is going to be one of the ways, you know, you're going to have media pulling this, slanting it, you know, showing it in this way. Right. And then you're going to have those people, those gun grabbers out there, those anti-gun groups and all that Democrat candidates during debates be out there saying um, something like, you know, see, people shouldn't have guns because, you know, they don't know how to use them. You know, they'll like one of these people mentioned it was overkill. He didn't have to shoot him. He didn't have to, um, he didn't have to do this or that. And basically they, they'd rather have us defenseless with the government providing everything, including our own personal safety, which is not surprising. You hear, especially from all these Democrats that, you know, everything is the government is supposed to basically take care of you from cradle to grave, basically that's, and that's, and especially when it comes to something like self-defense and they'll use something like this story to try to make their case. And so they'll basically appeal to the people who are either too mentally weak to accept their responsibility of self-defense and any other um, thing that requires personal responsibility or just too lazy to do it or, or the people who are truly inc- incapable of doing or doing it and you know, and, or just, you know, wanting control over our lives because, you know, a disarmed citizenry, citizenry is right for Democrat, socialist, communist tyrants, you know, to truly impose their destructive will on 
all of us in this country. So, I yeah, that is that is coming. Yeah, it's not even coming. It's here, and it's just continually to grow. And like I mentioned last episode, where the polls are steadily ticking up, where the general public is accepting this, where they're basically being groomed to not take their take responsibility responsibility for their own personal safety or to protect their property. And it's all being framed around around that, that you don't need to protect yourself. You don't need to um, take any responsibility, leave it all up to the government. That's what these Democrats are basically have been preaching for years. It's not just now. It's, it's, what, it's always what they've, what they've been about for the at least for the past couple of decades. But anyway, I am getting close to an hour. I'm not going to go over an hour on you, on all you people who are listening. I appreciate you. If you've been listening so far, I really do. And like, share, subscribe. Like I said, I appreciate everyone that has been um, listening so far from the beginning to now or whenever you've been listening. I really appreciate it. And, you know, five star reviews on whatever platform you're listening to this to. <laughs> and um, appreciate your feedback, whatever about this. And like I said, well, I already told you who will be on in two weeks, but we don't know who will be on next week. And so we, I guess you just have to check out all on all the social media platforms and all that. So all that being said, thank you for listening again. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store Kohl's account for details. Switching to GEICO is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, GEICO makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to GEICO, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, GEICO has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to GEICO. It's obviously a good idea.